Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got AJ, we got Rudo as the Avs defeat the Arizona Coyotes 4-1 to in a pretty straightforward one. It was 4 to nothing in our hearts, though. Yeah, sure. Everyone but Georgiev felt like it was 4 nothing. Well, that's not even true. The goal's not even Georgiev's fault. Mm. Georgiev deserved the 4 nothing. I'll put it to you that way. A 60-second rundown to start this game off. Not ready. Tiff wasn't ready. Sorry. Last day yep. before Christmas break. You know how many houses Santa got to in the, that time it took you to find that? Do you, you know how many that? shows <laughs> I've been doing today? <laughs> All right, three, two. two? Uh, so the first period three. by the numbers really was not particularly good for Colorado. Uh, certainly not at five on five. Uh, didn't look great. But by the eye test, I don't think it felt quite as bad as the numbers were. Uh, ultimately, the Avs are able to break through and get the only goal of the period shortly after their power play. Mm-hmm. Bowen Byram finishes one, and they survive a first period. They don't give up any last-second nonsense. They're in the lead starting the second period. They play one of their best second periods of the year, just absolutely crush Arizona in that period. Pick up three goals to make it 4 nothing. Some of them, nice high-glove shots. Some of them, Andrew Cogliano doing his best Miko Ranton impression. <sighs> Uh, and then they really probably deserved a shutout uh, penalty with three minutes to go in the game. Ends up in a tipped puck past Georgiev for your 4-1 final. And I want to start with Georgiev here. Georgiev. Confidence booster game. Is yes. this the one that, at what point does he have to turn the corner? Does this have to be the start of a good stretch for him? Or mm-hmm. if they come back and he's a little iffy to head into the new year, can he still turn it around? I guess there's still runway, but boy, would you like this to be the corner? Yes. Okay. The third period of the Ottawa game can be the one that we look back and be like, this is where it started. That's where he figured it out. Yep. Hope so. He now played. I'm kind of bummed that they're going into a break, right? Yeah. When it's like, you're getting Get finally built a little, a little momentum. Yeah, and well, then they're going to come right out of the break and lose. Nope. They're going to overcome the odds. They're going to win the travel day game. I hope so. It's going to happen. I hope so. Feel it I'm, in my I'm bones. just lodging my complaint. It's nonsense. They go to Arizona God, for this every year. For it to happen multiple years in a row, it starts to feel a little weird. Yeah. Like, they could also get on a plane here. Yep. Jeez. Could go the other way around. Anyway. Or the, the Arizona PHNX show the other day, who they're doing their post game right now, too, if you want to experience sadness. Uh, they said, just play, just give him an extra day. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> have that be an actual off day yeah. where teams can travel practice day. or travel right. <laughs> and then play. Like it does, it's not necessary for this to be yep. the way that they do it, where they're like, oh, a team is traveling on the day of an NHL game. A thing that you have otherwise said is not allowed. Yep. But you make teams do it once a year. It's it's silly. It's dumb. Definitely dumb. Uh, Whatever. That's next week's problem. For Georgiev, though, a nice performance. He looked like himself tonight. Yeah. Was square to pucks, was making it look easy. He made one save that he didn't even know he made. Yep. Made it so well that he, like, reacted, like, where's the puck? And it was in his chest. Yep. And you're like, oh. You're getting square to the shooter when that happens to you. That's for huh. sure. <laughs> Yeah, we were, it was about, what, six minutes into the first period, and we were talking, and we both said, looks totally different Yep. from the start of the Ottawa game, yep. where it didn't look like he was tracking a puck, it didn't look like he felt comfortable, it didn't, it, he wasn't fighting it, just a totally different world for him tonight, and they didn't need, like, he didn't save the game for them, didn't they didn't need him. Didn't have to play out a, of his mind or yeah. anything. This was a, this was, this was overall a game. Where you felt like this is the Avalanche, kind of at their uh, at their best in terms of how they're built. It, turn lots in, of speed, go to work, get the job done with your yeah. use your skill, use your transition game. Don't S- give up a ton of shots. Score a couple of goals. Yep. Don't beat yourself. Yep. Simple. Don't, don't Simple beat stuff. yourself. Don't make it easy on the other team. Make them beat you. They didn't even come close. They really this was didn't. this was an avalanche. It, it this felt like an avalanche A game, and if we're being honest, it felt like an Arizona C game. It was like it was, it was not, not their best for sure. They were not great in this one. There were a couple of moments early where you were like, "Yeah," but uh, otherwise, like the Coyotes did not struggled. This, this is not their best game. Give me a break. No, not even close. But when the other team doesn't play your their best game, you have to take advantage of that, and the Avs did tonight. Yes, so. That's what good teams do. You punish other teams. <laughs> what is that comment? <laughs> it just caught me so off guard, man. All caps going in. Like <laughs> oh, for audio listeners, it says, I'm drunk and horny for the avalanche. <laughs> Uh, it just got me good, yeah, man. It, it just got me good. Of, from the top rope on that <laughs> one. Like, yeah. I got uh, RKO'd by that. But let's go here. Uh, As first goal, ends up immediately after power play, scored by Bowen Byram. Yeah. Is, is this another guy who you're saying, hey, it's starting to come back together. You're starting to see the side of Byram that you know he has in him. But... You haven't seen enough of it, certainly, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I guess I would say no. Um, I think that's fair. But it has to start somewhere. And this is more about, one, a really awful breakdown by Arizona. You don't let that guy walk down Main Dude Street like that. had a whole friggin' airport runway to come down. <laughs> the, the Avs got a little bit lucky. That pass is absolutely meant for Ryan Johansson. Yep. And it, he just misses it. Yeah, yep. it bounces over or through. I don't actually know what it was, but it got through Ryan Johansson, ends up on Byram, and and then it's just a, he picks a corner. Yep. He walks in. He doesn't rush it. He sees it. Uh, does a nice job waiting for the defenseman to help in screening Ingram a little bit. Yep. And uh, just beats him. It's good. It's a good play. It's a good play by Ross Colton. I, so, there was a, and, and I think 
we are going to hear us say that multiple times throughout the show. Yeah. There were just good plays from the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Yeah. Byram, an, an interesting case because you do need more production out of that guy. I think it's totally fair to say yeah. you're expecting the offense to be there. But at the same time, through the first five minutes of this game before the goal, you're watching them have adventures in the defensive zone still. Yeah. Obviously, it worked out. It's not like they got scored on it, on it or anything. But mm-hmm. And it, I, I think for him, it got a lot better. Sure. After the goal, it felt like his game went up. Uh, a little went up bit a of the energy release valve yeah, on that and, one. And for a guy that is thrives so much <laughs> off of confidence, yeah. you just know that when he's struggling, it's having the same effect on the other side. Yep. Guys, guys who live and die with confidence aren't all of a sudden just ignoring it when he's struggling, you know? Yep. He's he's dying off of confidence in that point. So uh, for him to get that, it felt good, and then it felt like it, it's kind of like a power play plus goal. Yeah, the 10-second window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no change had been made. Like The guy out of the box is just getting back into the play. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> so it was not... Uh, it, 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 it's not going to go down as a power play goal, but it's one of those, like... You earned it on the power play. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'll call it a power play plus goal. <laughs> We're venting new stats yeah. on the, the DNVR Bellwitch podcast. By, by, Byram shouted juice when he shot it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that the juice shatter was the Val goal tonight, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one timer plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, and here's. What I want to talk about with the first period specifically, playing good hockey isn't just about executing and and scoring all your goals. It's about limiting what you give up when you're not playing your best. And that's more or less what you have with this first period against Colorado. Yeah, they got outshot. Yeah, they gave up high danger chances and didn't generate any Any. themselves. Yeah. But they kept the score one nothing at the end of the period. Uh Uh-huh. Who deserves credit? In a period like that, obviously Byram scores the goal. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But as a team, limiting the chances Arizona gets and Georgiev stopping the two high danger chances he faces, is that a full team effort? Is that, hey, Georgiev bailed us out? Is that, you know what, our our forwards did a good job of X, Y, Z? Who gets the credit? Um, I, I guess you would start with team defense. Okay. Because so much when we talk about defense... For obvious reasons, we start with defensemen. That is how defense works. But, you know, defense is a team concept. You have more forwards on the ice than you do defensemen. Except for on the Avs power play. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but you need that buy-in, that commitment. And when we saw the frustration that Bednar had uh, after the Ottawa game, a lot of that comes from neutral zone breakdowns, which uh, that's as team concept as it gets, yep. you need to be reading the play. Everybody needs to be understanding in transition where you're going. It's why goals get scored at a much higher rate in transition because it's harder to do to, to, on defense. Yep. And we saw that fast. We saw the abs. It, it's okay in the first period, but it's not bad. They yep. don't make Georgiev's life. Like you're not looking at the chances that they give up and go, Jesus, dude, give your goalie a chance here. They did. Even even their breakdowns were not such egregious breakdowns that Georgiev was able to 
was able to feel like he's he wasn't desperate, and he makes you he makes the saves for you. It's not. It's a it's a good it's a it's an okay start. Yeah. The goal makes it a good start, yeah. but defensively as a team, you're like this isn't significantly better than Ottawa, but it's better. But it's, and then after that, it got a lot better. It's better exactly in transition, right? Yeah. You a lot of lot of games this year. You've watched the Avs' big mistakes be. Oh, there's a two on one. Oh, there's a three on one. Oh, there's a breakaway. <laughs> there wasn't nearly as much of that in tonight's game as a whole. And obviously, as you're getting to, the second period was just the A game. Every section of the ice, the Avs were fantastic in the second period. Yeah. Every I mean, that's, line, everything. That's booting a team off the ice and out of the game, yep. essentially, because the second period is everything that you want it to be. <laughs> it's and, and again, there is plenty of credit to be given to individual players. We'll get into that. But especially given the comments that Taves had a couple games ago. Mm. It sure feels like a whole team that was bought in tonight, right? You had 20 guys pushing in the same direction, putting the abs in the position to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, there, there have been games recently where we're like, name one av who was good. And did you have a tough time? Yeah. And who do you feel like was an av that had a bad night tonight? I don't know that you could name one, to be honest. I, the guys that you don't even notice much, like yeah. did Curtis McDermott have a bad night? No. Can you even say a guy has a bad night when they play that little? I mean, oh, did Jonathan Duran have a bad night? No. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's a yeah. good night. I'm, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, man, that guy deserved better. The closest it thing fine. to like a problematic play is Miles Woods' penalty at the end of the game, which, one, is ultimately meaningless, and, two, Dude also had some good plays tonight. Like, yeah. it's not like... Draws a penalty. Exactly. Probably also, should have had an assist if Ross Colton could have finished that little play. No kidding. It also got beat up by Lawson Krause. So. Uh, it was a pretty good tilt. It, they, they both got shots in. Pretty for good sure. tilt. I, I, don't have, I don't think he lost it blatantly. Put it that way. Uh, second period, though. First of all, you're seeing the team get scoring from everywhere on a night like tonight. Mm. Yes, you have the Byram goal in the first period. You get the stars showing up on the second goal of the game. Val Nachushkin continues to just motor along down the train tracks like it's nothing. Rocking it just shy of a point-per-game pace. That's his, what, 16th goal of the season, too? The guy on over a 30-goal pace? Yeah. For a guy that some people had questions about living up to that contract? Yeah. Looking pretty good right now. A lot of buyout talk over the summer because <laughs> obviously the way things ended last year There's was understandable yeah, issue with there. Yeah, there were questions. Yep. Um, Safe to say he's put it behind him. Uh, At least on the ice. Yeah, and well, and the player that you're seeing this year is not the player that you saw last year. He was fastest burst of speed in the NHL or whatever it was the other night. <laughs> yeah. Not a dude with a messed up ankle. <laughs> yeah, 23.96. How many kilometers an hour is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> kilometers an hour is a scam. I will take your word for it. <laughs> Just makes it seem faster because you say these big numbers in kilometers an hour. Yeah, every time I've, I've crossed the Canadian border and immediately it says... Speed limit 100 110. or whatever. Yeah. I'm always like, let's go. And then I'm like, right, 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 right. still right, like right. 65. It is, dude. It's 65. And it sucks. 
<laughs> you're like open road. No, this is nonsense. <laughs> anyway, when you put when you see the Avs putting games together like this one, are you living with some of the cuteness? And and I don't yes. think there was that much cuteness tonight. Yes. Sam Malinsky's one attempt. Not that it was Malinsky's fault, but you watch the Avs make about three too many passes on that play. Yeah, four on one that <laughs> results in Sam Malinsky getting a highlight reel glove saved by Connor Ingram. Cool. Okay. So I, I can live with it, man. Is there, is there the, a balance there, though? Is, is there a you're allowed to do that when you're up four one four nothing at the time and you need to know when not to do it? Or is there a you're doing it now? I know you're going to do it later. It's fine. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the reason why I'm I'm like I live with it. One, it's kind of just who they are, and certainly they're top guys. Yeah. You're always just kind of have that in that DNA. Yeah. Um, but also the reason that it bothers you so much in the moment, it's two nothing, and you're like, God, if we get this to three, we really, really put them down. Yep. We really make it hard for them to come back uh, in this game and. You know, the game's half over and we were three nothing. It's just a different world in the yep. NHL. You're not one play away from being one play away. Yeah. You're not you're not one play away from white knuckling yep. the rest of the game. Yep. And so when they don't score it, you're like, if they lose this game, if Arizona does come back and they lose it, this is a key play. Yep. And then it's what, like two minutes later that they yep. that Josh Manson scores. Yep. And it makes it three nothing. And at that point you're like, Okay, who cares? Right. Now Pop off, King. Yeah. And like those are also like your best players. For sure. And so it's a, it's a, you're just, they're good. They created the chance. You're just going to live with it, man. Later in like, the game, when LOC is trying to do a sauce pass through three guys, you're less cool with it. That's, what, that's <laughs> one where you're like, a funny guy has two assists tonight. And and great like, tonight. Yeah, like, it was great tonight. And we're like, don't do that. <laughs> but it's like, it, it, it's like you you kind of just live with the top guys. Yep. Like they're going to give you exceptional nights. Nathan McKinnon's had a four-goal <laughs> night, you know? And when they're not world beaters and unbelievably good and they're not absolutely incredible all game long and they're just merely good, you live with it. Yeah. And they're also going to have bad nights where you're like, God, this is so stupid. <laughs> you live with it. But the rest of the roster... I'm less comfortable living with it. Those are guys that you're you know not have Nathan to go McKinnon to work on a regular and, basis. Yeah. And Miko Ranton. Some of that cuteness. Some of that cuteness frustrates you, but when the cuteness works, you get the Frederick Ola single. You get Andrew Cogliano <laughs> yeah. with that unbelievable blind, you know, behind the back, you know, not looking. I guess not behind the back, but the backhand play where he's not he just boom, hits him perfectly. And and that's it's the, a perfect play. The reality of those plays is trust is earned with them. Yeah. The McKinnons and Rantanons of the world pull it off often enough yeah. that you're like, well, you know what? Sometimes they make it work, so whatever. Absolutely. And if they don't score right there and that puck goes, like, instead of if it's not on Freddie yep. Olofsson's stick and it's in between his legs yep. and you miss that opportunity to make it 4 nothing right at the end of the period, yep. then you're probably like, ah, dang it. <laughs> that sucks. But fourth liners, you know? Yep. Because sometimes they make the play and sometimes they don't. But when they do, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. And, and before we get into the, this next point, uh, I should say that 
We are brought to you by the folks over at Circus Sportsbook. Make sure you are going over to CircusSports.com. If you're going down to Vegas, uh, you can stay at Circa and you can get 20% off with code DNVR20 at CircusSports.com. But look, I confirmed it with the PHNX fam on uh, on the pregame. We're going to the sphere for the draft. It's happening. Oh, yeah. So No, we're all going to that. So I'm I'm sorry, but the last like big draft in person yep. and it's at the sphere. We yep. are not missing that. Yep. We're going to that thing. It's going to rule. So if you want to come out with the uh, DNVR or even the, the all city fan, the abs could trade every single pick and I'd we'd still we be still there. go vibe. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Andre Andre just has to accept right now. He's sending all of us to Vegas. <laughs> it's again. going. It's happening. Uh, so book your stay with Circa, whether it's for the draft or whatever other reason you're heading out there. Maybe an abs Vegas game. Ooh. Circus Sportsbook has you covered. They also have their Sportsbook app, which you can download from CircusSports.com as well. Uh, you can gamble on there, but you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to www.problemgamblingcolorado.com. And then, when you win a little bit of money, make sure you're going and buying yourself some snarfs. Delicious sandwiches here in Colorado. You can go to the OG yeah. location down in Boulder over by CU. Uh, show all the new recruits they're getting the good sandwich place. Uh, or you could go to one of their other 10 locations here in Colorado. Plenty of options out there uh, to get your sandwich on. Delicious stuff from Snarfs. Doesn't matter what you get. I Eric gets us Snarfs all the time because he's an awesome dude. Mm -hmm. And he will ask us for like our orders every time. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just like, yep, I trust you. Yeah. Bring me a Snarf sandwich and I will like it. Just close your eyes and pick one, man. They're all good. They're yeah. all so good. Dude, so. I, I went very basic last time and just got straight up ham and cheese. I almost always get like, you know, because it's a, it's a sandwich shop. Yeah. You they know, got fancy I stuff. always get like the cordon, chicken cordon bleu, yeah. you yeah. know, so like stuff like that. Last time I got ham and cheese and I was like, delicious. This might be my favorite. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Simple pleasures for a simple man. So good. Dude, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Snarfs has you covered whatever you like. You can also download the Snarfs customer app to get a bunch of bonuses today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. You talked about the Olafson goal. You also get the Josh Manson goal set up by Olafson. The depth production. It was there tonight. Yeah. I don't want to say that it's been all that inconsistent. I really don't have a huge problem with the abs the third and fourth line depth scoring this year. Mm -hmm. I think you can look at that second line and say, who really is that? Do you want more out of a Rijo, out of a mm -hmm. whoever, whatever winger ends up being there on any given night? Yeah. But, you also know you're coming to the end of that. Exactly. So as much as you're like, since the Tatar trade, especially, you're like, who even is that guy? Yeah. Well, it's Arturi Lekin. <laughs> yeah. Because Jonathan Duran has given you what you want. Totally. And... We've talked about it that the Wood Colton Duran line. You're not. It's your, it's that. your second yeah. line now. Yeah. Like it, it just is your second line now. And when you when you view it through that lens, your feelings about its production changes. Yeah. You know, Druin's uh, was a five game point streak it ended was. tonight. Yep. But had points in five strike games. Uh, Ross Colton picks up another point tonight. Miles Wood draws a penalty. Like. Yep productive night for what is essentially your second line yep and then your third line with cogliano uh Rijo and Rijo and kibiranta loc at any given time uh, whatever LOC, yeah. loc moved moves around he enough does. that i'm like what line is he, he even on anymore very but very much the yeah, utility it's, it's loc yeah. and 
What do you get? Cogliano gives you an assist. LCS two. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good night. And so you look at it, and, and then obviously Freddie Olofsson is your 4C, gives you points. Yep. Your defense, Josh Manson scores a goal, Bowen Byram scores a goal, Devontae has an assist. Sam Malinsky gets robbed. Like, yep. there isn't any part of your lineup looking up and down Coming it, up short there, yeah. Yeah, that you're saying this unit is not doing the job. Yep. There can be individual players, and Chad has spent the entire post-game podcast talking about player, <laughs> just the one. <laughs> And how to replace him. And fair enough. I get it. But you do have to feel great. Your lineup tonight was just is good. This is what it looks like. And this isn't a, this isn't a, oh, yeah, well, they beat San Jose. Like, <laughs> Arizona's a solid they're, team. They're in win, a playoff been, spot right Been now. winning games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true. It is. Are you sure? Unless the PHNX show lied to me, it's true. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Regardless, whether or not it's one point, whatever, I don't actually know. I don't look at that part of the standings because I don't have to. It's a middle pack team. How yeah, about exactly. That? Um, pack with the Coyotes. <laughs> Got him. I never know if you do it on purpose or not. I should not give you the I'd benefit I'd say it's about 50-50. Okay. <laughs> but, like, it's a solid team, and you kind of just worked them tonight. It was a good reminder of, like, on your good nights, you're way better than even good teams. You are not a middle-of-the-pack team. <laughs> yeah. And this this speaks to where I feel about the – how I feel about the abs going into the Christmas break. Good, not great. Yep. Good, not great. Uh, you you have the pieces to be great. You, you need a little bit of work, and you need to tighten some screws in just how you play more it, so than who is playing. But – Tonight is a perfect recipe for if they can do this consistently, maybe they're great. They would be great. Yeah. But they haven't been able to do it consistently. But also, dude, <laughs> if Alexander Georgiev is going to look that solid in net, that's a big step towards your great. team is just completely different. Yep. It doesn't even matter nearly as much what you do. In front of a guy, if he's just going to swallow pucks like that, just, um, nope, we're good. I got it. Nope, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm I, good. I think we should reiterate the point you're making here because it's not just, oh, he played well and gave up one goal on 25 shots or whatever the total was for Arizona. I forget. Yeah. Uh, it's that the way he's making these saves, there aren't errant rebounds. There aren't yeah. pucks bouncing off. There aren't defenseman saving pucks on the goal line. All of these yeah. are just disappearing into his body. Yeah, it's one and duns and it's pucks in the corner and it's shots from outside. Like they had like a three on two early in the game. The middle of the ice is locked down and it ends up Georgiev one on one with the shooter yep. who's on the outside of your D. Your goalie's gonna your goalie has to stop that. Yep. That's the fourth goal. Yep. In the Ottawa game the other day. That's literally the goal that gets scored that had all of us apoplectic about it. <laughs> Because it's a bad goal. It is. You have to trust your goalie to make that. He made that save early in the game, and I was like, we're good. Like, He's in. Yeah. This is already better than it was. And, and, and that is just, you are not, you don't need excellence out of Georgiev. If you get it, you're a huge problem for <laughs> other teams. And doesn't get a point for it. Oh, uh, this is, I love this already. Helps set up the Avs' third goal. AJ was. Milliseconds from freaking out about a Varley cover. 
And instead, he plays the puck. The Avs get up the ice. And yep. Josh Manson puts one top corner. Yeah, and it's, first of all, great play by Georgiev. Definitely. Not something that we say very often when he's moving the puck. <laughs> it's I. He's pretty squirrely behind the net, man, yeah. I tell you what. And maybe that's the key. He wasn't behind <laughs> he was the net. In front of the net. <laughs> he, was, he was in his safe space in the paint where he's comfortable with where he is on the ice. <laughs> But no, he moves it, and he makes the right play, and then the Avs just take advantage of bad breakdowns by Arizona. If you're Arizona, you're like, what is this? You need this better. This is yeah. ugly. <laughs> but also, like, the trailer. It's Josh Manson. Yep. Is it really that bad of a scoring chance to give up if you're the Coyotes? It's Josh Manson walking in. You want your goalie to stop one there. Yeah. I, think, I think it's totally fair. It's not such an incredible shot. You want him to stop it. I'm, I love that we've just glossed over. Well, I was going to get but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The the way that the that's a great play by Georgiev, and I think it just underscores what you were talking about. Like all phases of the game, he was good. Yep, he was good, man. It's it, it speaks to a, a bigger question that I kind of have about this team mentally. You talked about it with Byram as well. You can see it when their confidence, how much better they play when it it it's up. Do you think this is a good thing, or do you think the Avs... Uh, let me rephrase this. Do you think it's good that the Avs have battled through some adversity on that side of the ice, and that they're going to come out of it stronger this year, or do you think that that could be something that still needs to be worked on? Um, I do think, first of all, adversity is healthy for all of us in all phases of life. None of us like it while it's <laughs> happening. None of us are ever just like, oh, adversity, yeah. But you also know that this is an opportunity. Adversity is opportunity for you to grow and for you to figure out shortcomings and areas of strengths and weaknesses. It, it shines a light on who you are, but it also shines a light on your character because your response to adversity is such an, a huge element, uh, particular. I was going to say particularly in sports, but also just in life. Like, yeah, it just it just is. Uh, it, adversity is life's greatest teacher. Right. And what we've seen out of the abs this year, they should be they should have learned some lessons. Yep. Because uh, they've been taught a few things already. Some of the frustration is that they've been taught some of the things that they should have already known. <laughs> you know, going in. Given how many of these guys have won a cup already. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's been a little frustrating in that regard. But, like, how often do you look at a team playing its best hockey in December and January and, and think, this team can't get better than this? And it's kind of a struggle. Like, use the Jets for as a good example of this right now. The Winnipeg Jets right now kick ass. They're Awesome. But do you want as much when the chips are down? Yeah. Do you want to be playing your best hockey in December? You want to be playing great hockey, of course. But but want to have more in the tank. Where do the Jets get better from here? Yep. And I don't have an answer. Getting Kyle Connor back is like it, right? Otherwise, systemically, I don't have an answer. They are rocking and rolling right now where you're like, okay, what happens when this stops? Because it stops for everybody. Yep. Even for even Boston last year, it stopped. It sucks for them Stopped that it stopped five in the, games into the first round. It stops yeah. <laughs> in the first round, but that's the game, though. But 
why that's important and why it's instructive that it stopped for Boston when it did. Because when it stopped, they'd gone through none of it all year. They don't know how to handle it. And they handled it so poorly. Yep. It's not that that, that's, no, that wasn't a veteran group that had never done anything or accomplished things before. Very accomplished players were on that team. But as a team, yep. if you have not grown through it, one of my favorite sayings is that you grow through what you go through. And the Bruins didn't go through it last year, yep. so they didn't grow through it. And they got punched in the face in the first round, and that was a hard way to learn that lesson. The Avs' entire December has kind of been a, a go through what you or grow through what you go through kind of moment for them. An open hand strike to the face. Yeah, <laughs> man. And and it's been frustrating in spurts for sure. But you have to. You have to feel pretty good that Colorado's adversity is 500. Yep. Colorado struggles. They go into the Christmas break tied for first place in the division. <laughs> and They're it, technically second because points percentage. They have more games played. On total points, they are tied. It, but yes, uh, the actual points in the standings, they're tied with Dallas. And after that crazy game in Nashville. They should, <laughs> Nashville. Boof. But... You have to feel like this adversity has been healthy for them. And that's, I, look, uh, to, to follow up and, and kind of reiterate what you've already said, maybe in a little bit of a different way. Sometimes it's taken a game or two longer than you wanted, but the Avs have continued to respond to their poor games, to their poor stretches. Even, the, even in their worst stretches, they haven't let it spiral out of control and, and do something like what Edmonton did to start the year. And do something like a Calgary who just can't seem to quite put it together enough. Yeah. They were always able to have a bounce back game down the list and then they'll they'll rattle off a four and five stretch or, or whatever. We've seen them win these last two games. Yeah. It they're able to consistently show that those adverse conditions are the floor. And the ceiling is to be honest with you, I don't think we've seen this team's ceiling yet this year. There was like that one stretch where outside of that Nashville fiasco, they would have had like eight wins in a row was, or whatever. Yeah, it was seven and eight, I think. Yeah, yeah, where you're looking at it going, that's the only time you felt like the abs, close. Yeah. The abs had really put it together. And it was just a couple of weeks of it. Yep. So. And you still had a little bit of outscoring your problems going on. Oh, definitely. Colorado's best stretch of the season might be that 6-0 start where Georgiev... Uh, it might be. Georgiev was awesome. As a team, yep. that 6-0 start might have been the best Might have been the best part that they've... Uh, best stretch of games that they've uh, put in so far. I think that's probably fair to say. But uh, a game like tonight, it, it gives you some confidence. It should. And, that's and for sure. We've talked. This is a softer part of the schedule. Well, Arizona was like is like the good team on the schedule right now. Because they yeah. come out of the break, they get Arizona again, and then they and they get San Jose back in their barn on New Year's Eve. And yep. then January starts. <laughs> and the real schedule starts. And it gets a yeah. lot harder, man. It gets a lot harder. Yep. But for a, a part of the schedule where you felt frustrated, like the Avs might be giving away some points they need to be stacking, they've now turned that around. They beat Ottawa. They beat Arizona here. You still have the part of this after Christmas that they have to go out and perform. But you have to feel a lot better about where this team is after the comeback win in Ottawa and then just a darn good game against Arizona. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's hard for me to to even nitpick this game very much at all. To be honest I, with you, I don't have one single nitpick. Other, I, I guess my one nitpick is Miles Wood. Why? <laughs> Just don't do that. Yeah. But you're talking the last five minutes of the third period of a four nothing yeah. game. If there's a time you're gonna do it, I guess that's when to do it. I don't care, dude. <laughs> well, either way, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that one of these teams might be golfing after the first round or even earlier. And it's not going to be the abs. So if you are thinking about going golfing in this spring and summer, get the golf passport. Uh, you can get this right now. I would highly recommend getting it before January 1st as prices will increase in the new year. So go grab it now. It's Colorado's number one golf discount program. They've been doing it for 22 years now. You can get more golf, more lessons, and more gear, all of it for great deals. In some cases, up to 60% off on golf, including courses like the Ridge, Common Ground, Keystone, and more. Plus, a free golf cart is included every single time. So, jump on it. You can also get discounts at things like the PGA Superstore, Golf Tech, and other places. Go to coloradoavidgolfer.com slash golfpassport to get yours today. For everything golf news, stories, travel, and tech, follow Colorado Avid Golfer on all of the socials and use code DNVR10 on coloradoavidgolfer.com to save even more money. Then, once you got your golf passport all hooked up, you can head on over to Red Hawk Roofing. I don't live on a golf course, but if you do, you might have uh, golf balls hitting your roof. It might have some problems with it. Or if you live out east like I do, you might have golf ball-sized hail hitting your roof and causing problems to it. What? Uh, just where I lived in Texas, we had a friend whose house was on the golf course in the area, and... A lot of balls in that backyard. I bet. <laughs> a lot of balls. <laughs> Red Hawk Roofing has you covered for whatever's going on with your roof. Even if you just want to get it inspected, they will give you a free inspection. They'll take pictures. They'll show everything with what's going on up there with no pressure on you. If you do have a problem, they even have emergency services. So if you spring a leak in the middle of the night, you can call them and they will get out there quickly to make sure you're all good with your roof. Go over to RedHawkRoofing.com today. They're a local Colorado company. Support them. Get your roof all good to go. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, we kind of sidestepped around the Nishushkin goal a little bit. Your top line made a super dope passing play, and Nishushkin rocketed a one-timer into the top of the net, and it was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that rocked. It's It's funny to me because sometimes I struggle to have things to say when good players just play good hockey i wrote this in my yeah. studs and duds the other day about nathan mckinnon where i said when he does stuff like this i actually don't have much to say yep. this is a special player that makes a special play in in the case of the other night a lot of them <laughs> and you just sit back and you go wow yep that guy rules yep and that play the the, the play that they make on the natushkin goal that, that's a all right, they're just better than those guys are. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's it's I guess the way I feel about it is it's really fun that the Avs have a handful of those guys. That on any given play, you trust those guys to go out and just be better than the other guys. And you'll be rewarded for that trust a lot of the time. Mhm. Mm Makes being a fan of hockey pretty easy, doesn't it? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the rest of this one, 
It's just something special. Like yeah, for you real, look, you look across the ice and I, this is, I'm going to say this and I mean, absolutely no disrespect to any of the players involved because Clayton Keller, um, Nick Schmaltz, Logan Cooley, some of those guys are phenomenal hockey players, but you see sometimes there's a different level, very good to elite. And it's, it's very, very, very hard to get the elite guys it's not that hard to get a couple of very good players. You got to, you know, things still have to go well for you. But if, you know, the difference between a Clayton Keller is your best player versus Nathan McKinnon is your best player, it's the difference between your, your adversity filled first 34 games, you're still in first place versus you're scrapping for a wild card. You're spot. pretty yeah. thrilled with how <laughs> things have gone so far and you're trying to get into the second wild card spot. It's just the difference and a play like that. While any line at any time in the NHL is capable of that, see the Cogliano to Olafson play, you know that that line makes plays like that frequently enough that that's what makes them a little different. It's I think the way you've put it often in the past is is one I really like. If you're calling Clayton Keller their best player on Arizona. Yeah. And this is, again, nothing against Clayton Keller. He's a very good player. You drop him into the Avalanche lineup. Is he their fourth best player right now? Would Fifth? you? Well, we could we could have like a really side small side discussion about this, but Val Nichushkin or Clayton Keller? Right now, it's Val Nichushkin. For me, I I think I agree. It, Just the the two way yeah exactly aspect of it. The defensive side puts him over the top. Is for me. completely different with a guy like Val versus a guy like Keller, and the offensive side for Keller has always been so much higher than a yep. Nichushkin. But Nachushkin's reeling right, him in a bit. <laughs> right now, exactly, man. Right now, you're like, okay, if it's a 75-point player versus a 65-point player, isn't the given that they're both wings, isn't one what, of the best defensive wings in the yes. league? Yeah. And the size and and the power yep. and the skating and all the other elements of it. Yep. You know, and Keller is also uh, the Keller's other would be intangibles. Sure. Great leader, very well liked, face of the franchise. Likely on his way like, to being captain of that franchise. Like, like will be like one of the best. Has a chance to be one of the very best Coyotes to ever if play stays, in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you do. You know, you kind of look at those and you're like, eh. but that's the point. Yep. You're not even talking about him, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr. He might be better than their fourth guy. Yeah. <laughs> would you take? Clayton Keller over Devon Taves? Uh, yeah. No. If you're, if you're bringing in, in defense, it's even... No. Yeah. If Colorado called up Arizona right now and offered that one for one, they'd take it. They would slam it into the NHL registry in a heartbeat. Yeah. I say they'd take it because I'm thinking about the players, but when you consider aging curves and windows and all those things, they probably wouldn't take it. But I don't... I mean, they might not, but that that is a conversation that isn't just LOL no. Yeah. So. Agreed. That's it's a lot closer. If you did Nachushkin for for Keller one for one, I think both teams would just be like, "Why? Why would we do that? <laughs> we're do, just do we replacing need this? the same spot that we're getting rid of at yeah. that point." <laughs> the other the other thing that might push Keller ahead, for being honest, is that Keller has to be the best. What happens to Val Nachushkin if he has to, if he's the best player on the ice for maybe, a team? Maybe it doesn't and work. not the clear cut yeah. third best player on his Fair own enough. line. A little and, different, but either way, right? You still have this is the point. and Rantanen above that, yeah. And then obviously McCarr too, it, different position, in a league but of his own, dude. and yeah. <laughs> so anyway, 
Uh, in case you guys didn't know, the Ams are better than the Coyotes. <laughs> Not in like a is. malicious way, but like, come on. It, it was, and, it, and you saw it tonight. Arizona did not play well enough in transition. Mm-hmm. They, their neutral zone play allowed the Avs to play with the kind of speed that if you do that, they will beat you. They will just beat you. And this is, You would need a special performance from your goaltender in order to stop that from happening. Connor Ingram's done it against the Avs a couple of times. It did not happen tonight. He wasn't great. It, and Look, this is just the reality. I talked to Craig Morgan from PHNX on our pregame show. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, look, this is a great thing where the Coyotes always seem to play the Avs well in the regular season. Yeah. But that team is dreading pulling the Avs. If they get if they sneak into that wild card spot, they know it's just all for show if it's the Avs in the first round. It's it would not be unlike the when the Preds slipped in. Yep. <laughs> got the Avs and were like <laughs> I will never I will never forget going to morning skate of game one of that series and the abs were flying around. Yep. No talking, all business. S- serious time. Yeah. All business. And then the Preds came out, they're goofing around. They're Just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> completely different attitudes. Yep. One team understood. Yep. We are about to get waxed. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna do what we can. Proud veterans and all. Just enjoy it that we're here. Yeah. But yeah, and <laughs> that's where that's where it would be if Arizona makes it. This is a, this is a growing experience for our franchise. Yeah. This is a step forward for us as a group. Next year the expectations will go up. Blah 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 blah. Yep. You're right though. In the regular season, the Coyotes are like this obnoxious <laughs> thorn in Colorado's side. And to be frank, it was very nice that the Evs just put them down. Yep. It felt good. It did. And I will hold on to this feeling when Arizona beats them on the first game out of the break. <laughs> uh, no, like they can overcome the travel. I believe in the abs. They can do it. They, almost, they honestly almost did last it was, year. It was a real good game. Yeah, yeah, it was closer than it should have been given how awful sloppy it was. It was bad. couple of super chats to get to here. Banks with $5 saying, realized in the third, I forgot to hit place bet. Missed out on a $126 win. Shaking my head, but go Avs. The win is all that matters in the end. This is a real thing. It happens all the time, dude. It happens all the time. It happens to me all the time. I mentioned it to you after the (laughs) game the other day because I I put money on the Avs when they were down 4-2. And the game got over and I opened up my phone and I said, oh, God, I hope I hit place bet. (laughs) So... It happens. This is a weird, it's a weird phenomena that that yep. is a very real thing. It is, it is a thing. And then we have ten dollars from Melanie, who says, "Merry Christmas, go Avs." Mm-hmm. That's all that really needed to be said on this show, isn't it? I can't believe you guys aren't going to get to a hundred likes before Christmas. This yeah. is ridiculous. Imagine not getting us winner shots. I know we had winner shots are ready to go, and can we do Christmas shots instead? What are yeah. Oh. All right, we'll just hang out and talk and see if we can get five likes in the next five minutes. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise know. we're ending the show. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, I mean, we don't have anywhere to go for once. <laughs> yeah, you're actually right. Well, I don't know. How's the snow out there? I haven't checked. It doesn't look too bad. I don't even see any. Yeah, me either. Anyway. Yeah. What even is a holiday shot? Like, what qualifies? Uh, it's a shot taking place right before the holidays. Okay, so anything? All right, good. I'm, I'm glad we have specifics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make life easy, man. I'm here for easy life, dude. Yeah. I'm supposed to be in Texas. True. What are you even doing here? 
Oh, no. No, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'll leave. All right. That was fast. We got to like 110 already. Yeah, that took no time. Well, chat, thank you for getting us to over 100 likes. We appreciate all of y'all. Another vitamin W, Dr. Dubs, whatever prescription you need win right here. As always, <clears throat> the Avs uh, winner <laughs> shots are brought to you by Breckenridge Distillery. Uh, you can get yours at breckdistillery.com anywhere in the 50 United States. That's all I really got, man. I, uh, you're going into the Christmas break with about as good of vibes as you could have asked for. Yeah, man. Is there anything else you want to get to while we're just here hanging out? We're not going to do a show for like yeah, four I know. days. We have, a, well, we have three days off. And then our first show is a <laughs> It is a game day. Game. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. Well, you got some burning questions that you want answered? No, man. Do the people... Yeah, we can, get, we can take some chat questions really quick. We can yeah. make Tiff stay here even longer. She's had such a long day. <laughs> Look, we're, we're right on the precipice of three days off. Uh, yeah, you're not going to see our faces for a, a hot second. Mm-hmm. So get your questions and in. Once we leave this building, there's no thinking about hot. I guess we still have the end of, I guess we still have post game that we have to do. I have to yeah, write, you have to make your video. And then after that, no thinking when about I, hockey. When I go to sleep tonight, it's, it's three days off hockey. Ow, man. Uh, I would not expect the abs to go 11-7 because it sounds like Lecky is pretty close to coming back also. Yeah, and that's that's why I said earlier, like, the it, it feels like this is a temporary problem. Yep. We were talking about, like, you still have four weeks to get through. Well, maybe you don't. <laughs> Dude's in a no-contact, or in, yeah. a, in a full-contact jersey. Yeah, yeah, if he's in a full-contact jersey or, like, that quickly, it... I'm still not expecting him to play like in Arizona no. coming out of the break. It was the same thing with Gerard. But, but you hit January and you're yeah. like, well. I'm no basis to this whatsoever, but I'm eyeballing January 2nd and saying, sure, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the next week goes, because if they there's no it's it's the Sharks. You know, the Coyotes game for me is a write off. Sure. It just is. The Sharks game, you really, you really, really want to win, win that, that one, one man. Yeah, you got to. Even as bad as the Evs have been historically on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, but no need for no need for rushing either one of those guys. And Gerard is a little different. You're just trying to get him mostly in shape and, you know, back to skating up to full speed and all that. With Lekkanen, you do have other physical concerns. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, like if, if those guys are in your lineup on January 2nd when you play the Islanders, when they, when they come to town, cool. Take it and run. Yeah, I, you have a, uh, let me ask you, when Lekkonen comes back, where does he play? Because yeah, we mentioned it earlier, interesting conversation. you have a de facto second line now with Wood, Colton, and Turin. Does he just replace Wood? That's what I would do. At least try that, and if it immediately goes sideways, you just put Wood back there, right? But I would drop Wood down a line and, and put Lecky next to Colton and Druin. Okay, so then you would have Wood, Johansson, and LOC? Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever combination you want to run And then with. Cogliano, Olofsson, and Kiviranta. Yep. And then I'd call up Ben Myers and put him in for Kiviranta. But we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I guess the other question, and Chad has been talking about this a lot, but um, what do you do with Sam Malinsky? When when Gerard whenever Gerard is back, what do I do or what do the Avs do? 
Yeah, I always hate that distinction. Like we we make it all the time because what we would do is often different. Yeah, because I we're like sit Jack Johnson, sit Jack uh, yeah, Johnson, sit him. It like, feels yeah, like the it. easiest thing to me to rotate Jack Johnson and Sam Malinsky on some level, but I would yeah. expect them to send Sam Malinsky back down. And I wonder. I, we know Josh Manson's been nursing something, so I wonder if give him some time off. Maybe I, I wonder if you give. Josh Manson a couple of games off to be like, hey, try and get try and feel a little bit better whenever Gerard is back. Sure. And it gives you uh, more information will be better uh, when it comes to Malinsky. With the Malins, I think the reality here, guys, is that and gals, I don't mean to. <laughs> it's not a gendered statement. Homies, fam, the gang. Yeah. I think the reality here is that they're not likely going to sit Jack Johnson and I don't think they will. The value of Jack Johnson has been made very apparent with Sam Malinsky in the same lineup. Yep. Because with, with an Malinsky, offensive guy next to him. But with Malinsky, you've seen the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs. And with Jack Johnson, the level it's very steady. There are some downs, but they're small dips. There are the the ups are pretty small too, if we're being honest. You're not you're not ever looking at Jack Johnson game going, golly, and, and man. The the argument where this always falls is is it steadily good enough? So I've been looking at the numbers and stuff lately. It is, man. The reality is is that are some of Colorado's worst pairings um, involving Jack Johnson? Yes. He's your third pairing guy. They That's have, the expectation. And and the Avs worst pairings aren't that bad. The only one that you look at and go, holy lordy, is Jack Johnson and Caleb Jones, which is a not a pairing that you are going to get to. If you have no Sam Gerard right now, and you're not running that pairing out there. Yep. So it's fine. <laughs> like, if that is your third pairing, then yeah, you don't love it. You have a problem. But otherwise, the results that you've gotten out of your other pairings are fine. And I think th that the value of Jack Johnson has shown itself. He's steady. It's unremarkable, but it's repeatable. Night in and night out, you understand that if that guy gets caught in transition, he's going to lose. Yep. He's probably going to either take a penalty or just get beat or both, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, but he really, for a third pairing guy, he does not, he doesn't take a lot of penalties. He's not as good on the PK as you would like. Their PK has gotten worse without Sam Gerrard, who has shown himself to be quite a solid PK guy over the last two seasons, which is why Colorado's, in part, Colorado's PK was very good to start the year because Sam Gerrard was part of it. Yep. Taking a guy like, but when, when Kale McCarr and Sam Gerard have both been out, but when Byron's had to go on it, it struggled a lot more. Yep. He's not good on that unit. It's weird. It's weird that but Sam Gerard is as good on the PK as he is because the archetypes don't fit. <laughs> and yet, and yet Sam Gerard is a more effective PK guy than Jack Johnson is. So when you get that guy into your lineup, some of Jack Johnson's value goes away. He's, he becomes a purely five on five player who when that lineup was healthy earlier this year, was not playing more than 14 or 15 minutes a night. Mm -hmm. He really wasn't. The and other he was thing, just fine in that role. He was, he was fine. Yep. The other thing is that uh, hilariously, 
hilariously, and I'm just speaking from a data perspective here, Jack Johnson and Josh Manson as a third pairing was producing very respectable results. You were not looking at it and going, oh, my God, it's an absolute train wreck. They had individual moments. Yeah. Do you remember that Kings game? Unfortunately. Was it the first one of the year? Yeah. (laughs) Where you were like, it was. But the with Jack Johnson, it's just a different. Sure. You're never going to get this. It's never going to be here for Jack Johnson. You're never going to get here. But you are not going to get this. Sam Malinsky's worst games have been worse than Jack Johnson's worst games. For sure. And that's what the coaching staff is going to look at and try to value when they have to make this decision. So uh, from a purely hockey perspective, Sam Malinsky really needed another like 10 games. Yep. To really try to get in, to, to really Bring try the floor and, up as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. To stake a claim. Maybe he has 10 more. I don't know. Between uh, between the uncertainty of whenever Gerard is going to return, we don't know when that is. Yep. But also the, you know, maybe it does allow you to give Josh Manson a game or two off. But also, like, Josh Manson has been very good for you this season. Yeah, very few complaints about Manson on the whole. Um, Again, his bad days are bad. noticeably bad. They're train wreck of games. But uh, on the whole... The body of work, Josh Manson's been very, very yep. good for you. Rapid fire questions. Let's go. Favorite Christmas present ever. Uh, we got an N64 when I was a kid, and I was the N64 kid. We just didn't film it. Same. Uh, <laughs> Favorite Christmas present ever. I guess I could just go with that, just because I'm. I really don't have another answer to that. Sure. Um, I've been given some extremely thoughtful uh, gifts over the years that meant a lot to me. Yep. Um, but my disdain for Christmas in general makes it hard to appreciate the, the gesture. Sure. Understandable. Uh, what's the most y'all would move for a 2C? Oh, God. Um, I'm just assuming that the 2C in this is... Elias Lindholm. And I would say where I would start is I would start with Rijo, Sean Barron's, a first round pick, and then their second round pick in 2026. And if they could replace the second with Sam Malinsky and that would get it done, cool. If they could keep Malinsky and use that second round pick, I would be, I would prefer that. Um, if they could replace the second round pick and put Oscar Olison in that, I would be very into that. I would love that. I think that would be a very balanced package. If they ask for both Barons and Guliev, my answer is no. If they ask for Barons and Richie, I struggle. Yeah. You have, you, you got the pick, you've got the Richie pick. That's you want to see what happens. Over the next couple of years, you, you want to give it a chance. You want to give it some legs. Um, and with Sean Barron's, it's 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 kind of the same numbers game that the Avs faced with Drew Hellison a couple of years ago, where it wasn't any kind of indictment of the player, the prospect, any of that. 
But where is the path for Sean Barron's to make the team? You have a you have a problem with money getting yep. into this offseason. You have a problem with money. No matter what iteration, no matter what happens with Gabe Landeskog, you have a money issue. You're very likely going to have to do surgery on defense. You're going to lose a Josh Manson, a Bowen Byron, or a Sam Gerard. Mm-hmm. One of those guys is probably gone. It, it's going to be very hard to replace uh, a lot of the... They've got a lot of expiring deals up front that have to get sorted. Yep. So that's a problem. If you have some fantasy land that you're going to get Elias Lindholm and re-sign him, it's major nope. surgery. You're, you're losing not, two. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You're losing two of Bowen Byram and Sam Gerrard. And if that's the case... You really don't want to lose Sean Barron's in that deal, knowing that Gliev is multiple years away. Let's just say three. We'll generously say three years, but it could be as many as five. The problem, the problem is that Sean Barron's is closer, so his value is going to be a little bit higher. Gliev is several years away, but holy lordy, is that guy ever an abs def- defenseman waiting to happen? Yeah. His skating ability is extremely dynamic. Yeah, I, I, I have loved Guliev for a while now, obviously. And it, I think Guliev, despite being further away, does muddle the Baron situation even more. And perfect. here's my perfect deal there. The first, Callum Ritchie, Rijo, the second. Yeah, I would say that's probably my perfect deal, too, because then you still have Sean Barons and Mikhail Gliev to do whatever you need to do exactly. later on. When that's not reality, you replace the second with Barons. Yeah. And I think I probably have to say yes. I would agree that they. this is just a thing that it's so obvious. And Lindholm, in particular, fit, he checks all the boxes. Yep. That you absolutely want. He's he's big, he's physical, um, he's he's built for playoff hockey. He's great in the faceoff circle. He's right-handed. He's good enough offensively. He's not <laughs> amazing offensively. You're looking for a two C. You're not looking for a one C. Yep. So, you know, that it 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 it, it makes so much sense. It does, and on paper, it's also. <laughs> It's why they've been. It's why they've talked about Lindholm in the past. It's why they pursued Backlund last year. It's why the rumors are still swirling right now. Right, um, and Ryan Johansson was a worthy roll of the dice. It just was. It cost you nothing it, but money. Exactly, it cost you four million dollars, and you would have to include him in the deal to make the money work for the most part. Yep. Um, especially you would have to include him in the deal to make the money work if you wanted to do something else. Yeah. That's the only move that you make. And you they were something they weird. retained. Yeah. You could you could work the salary cap well enough that yep. you could keep Rijo, but why would you? I, I it, he doesn't does, make a ton of sense does, in the lineup. If what you does he do? Home. And yeah. then it becomes, you know, why does Calgary take him back? Fair enough. Like these are all okay. But it's it's just the easiest like fit. And it's a lot of the same conversation that we had about Claude Giroux a couple of years ago applies to Lindholm. Yep. It just 
It's very similar. It's a very, very easy fit, except Lindholm, I believe he's 29 right now, um, is still right in that area where for the next three or four years, you think he's going to be really good. And he's going to go get paid somewhere. And then, <laughs> yeah. And the, the hard part for me is that Lindholm is the easy answer. He's the rental. Yep. You make that trade and you're like, that guy's gone. Yep. Like you're losing him you at the end of the year. You don't think about it. Yeah. And if you absolutely love it, it's easier to do than a guy like Kadri because your aging curve is way, it's several years yep. behind what it was with Kadri. Which, you know, it, it, if you're willing to do all that and sign him and do all this stuff, Tomas Hurdle is a guy that you should call about. Yep. For me, and this is something I actually want to write about more in depth, the thing that I would look into doing the most is Byram. Using Byram as your trade piece for a younger center that you think that you wouldn't have to pay UFA money to for a while. You know, uh, a name that comes up a lot just because he struggled to be in the lineup frequently for Philly this year is Morgan Frost. Mm -hmm. I don't know about all that. Um, I don't know. Like, that's not my ideal target. Sure. But that archetype of a younger guy. Younger I, NHL established. Yeah. You could call Anaheim and see if they would have any interest in Trevor Zegras. I doubt it. I don't know why they would, but sure. I, the Why they would? Because they have Mason McTavish and they have Leo Carlson. And Zegras's value goes down for a team that is looking at him strictly as a wing. That's but they have so many good young fair. defensive prospects. Yeah, I just... It, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to pursue something like that, but the Avs would like it because something like that, right? Like a bold, a bold play like that. Yep. Because if you go and you say, what about a Shane Pinto out of Ottawa? Totally unproven guy. Yep. Looks really good early on, like... But as a team who's trying to compete for a cup, if you're trying to exactly. solve the 2C spot, exactly. you and don't know what you're going to get there. And you like it right now that you can replace Bowen Byram in your lineup. The version that we've seen of Bowen Byram this year is easier to replace yep. because you have Sam Malinsky ready to go. And you just say the, the difference between these guys' levels right now is not as big as you would think reading their names on paper. The potential that they have in the future probably pretty significant is where is where the it really plays out but engaging other teams interest in that and trying to find a good fit for it, it would be extremely bold for the abs to make that kind of decision in season in the summer when 31 other teams are looking to deal and have conversations it's different yep in season you're talking about six teams might be looking to deal yep. that reduces the number of teams that are that you have an interest in their guys it's very hard to find that kind of fit in a big, bold deal like that. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of young guy for young guy deals are much more summer-based, yep. which doesn't help you a lot right now. But if you were to do the Lindholm thing, and then he leaves at the end yeah. of the year, you win a Stanley Cup, and then you do the Byram thing in the summer for a younger guy that you might be able to keep and for several years, it might, be, whatever. Yeah. it might be best of both worlds, but it's expensive. For sure. And the reason when people always say, as I get tweeted almost every day about, just go get Lindholm, pay whatever it is. Okay, I hear you, but you have to understand that if you go and do that, you can't do it next year. You can't do it the year after that. Eventually, there's, you run out of stuff. There's yeah. a cost to it. Yep. And it just makes it really, really, really difficult All right. to, to have that kind of conversation. More rapid-fire so. questions. More uh, rapid than that one. Any around-the-league thoughts right now? I think Winnipeg looks awesome. 
The Rangers to me look for real. Tampa looks fake AF. I yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm still really curious what's gonna happen in Buffalo. They're my they're my like I just want to see what happens because they've had a lot of guys who have been hurt and I don't have any like expectations. I just want to see it. I think it's an interesting story. It's Buffalo. We all know how it's gonna go. <laughs> um I'm also curious WJC's I am curious about that too. I'm curious how the the draft shapes up in a uh, really good defenseman class. Yep. And, and the public eye like at least the Canadian eye really you start to see those lists take form in January and moving yeah. forward. So Yeah, and um Team Canada, I mean, I say this relative to previous teams, but this Team Canada team does not look... Not as ungodly stacked as normal. Exactly. Uh, Val for Selkie, nope, he'll never win it because he's not a center. And, uh, yeah, and he doesn't have the kind of pub of... uh, People don't love him like they do with Mark Stone. Yep. So. Uh, Christmas or Halloween, I'm (sighs) taking Christmas, he can have Halloween. I neither. neither. Yeah. Yeah, I hate them both. I hate them both. Earliest Avs memory. The first game that they ever played, which I was at. I wasn't quite. I remember like bits and pieces from their first ever season. Mm -hmm. I remember the cup finals. First ever memory is just like. I couldn't even tell you which game it's from, but they're like announcing the the starting lineup before a game and the spotlight comes on Claude Lemieux and he's standing there looking like a Claude Lemieux fucking ripped out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, looking like he's about to go punch somebody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last one we'll do here, sneaky trade deadline acquisition. I don't know. Ask again in February when we start doing all of our trade deadline videos. <laughs> Lars Heller. Oh God. <laughs> I'm not having this conversation again. We're not doing it. On that note, it's getting a little bit late, but if you want to wear your sunglasses at night, go get Shady Rays. You can go to ShadyRays.com, use code DNVR, and you get 50% off when you get two pairs or more on your order. They're fantastic sunglasses, and the best part is, first 30 days, you break them, lose them, or just don't like them, Shady Rays will replace them entirely for free. So, join a ton of people who love their Shady Rays. Get them on ShadyRays.com, and then... If uh, someone was wearing their sunglasses at night and crashed into you because they couldn't see, call 222-2222 today. Get Bacchus and Shanker. Get with these guys. Uh, Any situation where you've been hurt and you're not at fault, they'll have your back. They'll give you a free consultation at the two number. They'll take on your case. You pay them nothing up front. They don't get paid unless you get paid, and, well, they'll get you paid. Let me tell you, they're very, very good at getting their clients paid. They've won over a billion dollars in the time they've been doing this here in Colorado. So get with them. Call the two number. Bacchus and Shanker wins. That's all we got. I hope everyone has a happy holidays. Whatever you're doing over the next couple of days, it will not be hockey. So whatever it is, enjoy it. We appreciate y'all. We are back on Wednesday for the next Avs Coyotes game. We will uh, see you there and Head on over to the DNVR.com to catch us writing about how this was a good game and the abs are good. Okay, bye. We all city like the mayor. 